Welcome to Lifestyle Listener, a weekly podcast helping you find a more balanced life. I'm Samantha, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, and along with my friend Jessica, we're going to take a more holistic approach to help break down the barriers you face when it comes to your own health and wellness. So join us as we tackle life, one conversation at a time. Welcome to the Lifestyle Listener Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I am here with my friend, Jessica. And today, we are going to be talking about physical activity. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Samantha. How you doing? I'm doing great. So, um, it's January, and everybody's probably got some kind of a resolution of some kind. And I just thought it would be great to touch on the topic of physical activity and how it is not the way to get then. Right. Um, so I know that probably sounds a bit odd, but if you've listened to any of our other podcasts um, from last year, then you probably know that, you know, we, we do a lot of referencing to this intuitive eating idea and intuitive eating involves um, some really cool concepts. And one of them is how exercise is intended to be a joyful movement. So um, Jessica and I just want to talk a little bit about this topic today, and I think it really does affect everybody because Mm -hmm. in the diet culture world, exercise is always equivalent with losing weight, Mm -hmm. and we just kind of want to make it so where it's exercise is just fun because and good for your body, not because it's going to help you lose some pounds. Because from what um, I've done in some of my digging, that it is actually is the is the opposite in some instances. So, right, right. Absolutely. I think that, um, I think that physical fitness, physical activity can, um, can help with weight loss. Yes. But to, to, in diet culture, we have completely, um, hijacked physical, physical activity to be the only reason you'll do it is to lose weight. Right. You know, and, and really there's a lot of research out there that Samantha is going to get into, but, um, you know, physical fitness and physical activity is fun Mm -hmm. and it's good for your body in so many ways. And so to only do it and only categorize it as I'm doing it for weight loss, I think, um, is detrimental to, to your mental health and everything. Um, and so we're just going to get into some of the reasons why physical activity is so important and it has nothing to do with weight loss. It doesn't. So, um, when I was doing my, um, education for health coaching, uh, there was a whole section about exercise. And I remember being like, oh, wow, um, in this list of reasons why it's important for your body to move, weight loss was not included in one of them. So it, you know, I, I in has some great reasons why it's important to move your body every day in some way. And when we say move your body, we're not talking about going out and pounding three miles outside until you're, you know, a puddle of sweat on the ground. We're talking about um, anything from gentle walking to yoga to to running and, and doing any kind of exercise equipment or maybe playing a sport with your kid or going outside mm-hmm. with your kids in the Guard- gardening. gardening. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you physically move your body. And, um, and it's important to do that because, you know, number one, it adds to longevity. Mm-hmm. We all know that, um, even just a, a quick 10 to 20 minute walk, um, outside 
can shave years off of your life. Mm-hmm. And it also can help reduce infections, right. um, exercising hands. So especially this time of year, we're definitely wanting to be reducing infections because um, it helps your immune system because um, it increases the capacity of your immune cells. And so usually people who do some kind of physical activity will catch fewer colds. Yeah, they're not as sick. No, they really aren't. And I feel like I can maybe attest to that because I don't get sick that often. I have a little bit of a cold now, but my, both my kids have been sick. So, um, but it's not as severe as what they had. And so I, I really do feel like I stay pretty healthy because I am a physically active person. Um, of course, everybody knows that it can reduce the risk of heart problems and it helps with your cholesterol levels because of that and also can um, reduce the risk of having strokes and it can ease asthma. So that's kind of mm-hmm. you know ironic for people who do have asthma. They think, oh, it's going to fire it up. Well, actually, right. it doesn't because getting your, your body moving and even your heart rate pumping just a little bit can help with your um, lung capacity and your oxygen intake. Yeah. And, um, but what, what I find interesting about easing the asthma is that, um, what happens, what I've seen a lot of is people hit January 1st, or they've decided that they're going to go on this whole big, you know, in the next six months, I'm going to do this and they go out hard. Yeah. 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 You're going to have an asthma attack. You're going to have an asthma attack. (laughs) If you haven't worked out of any kind in like 10 years and you decide to go get on the treadmill and run five miles, your body's not meant for that. So there, there should be a disclaimer that anybody who is starting up some kind of a physical regimen of, of some kind, or an activity that, you know, you got to start slow if this is your, your first time out of the, out of the pen. That, so that's absolutely right. And there was a research study done on that, that they gave people pedometers and one group was, okay, you're supposed to do 10,000 steps, mm-hmm. go start doing 10,000 steps. And then they had a other group that said, find out how many steps you're doing every day. And they would come back and report while well, I'm doing 2000 steps. Okay. Next week, every single day, I want you to do 2,500. Mm-hmm. And then the next week after that, 3,000. Mm-hmm. And the next week after that. And they found that the people that started out with, you just have to do 10,000 steps every day, they just dropped like flies. They could yeah. not make that happen. Mm-hmm. The people that started out found out where they were in their physical health and then added incremental small amounts mm-hmm. every single week. Not every day, but every week um, in that situation they had, they had sustainability yeah. and they got healthier, you right. know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. so you can't start out hard. You can't, no. you can't just change right away. You right. have to have small, small steps. And that's, you know, and, and for someone who hasn't been able to get physically active, it's, it, that's been a gradual thing too, of, of maybe declining in your amount of exercise activity. So you have to remember your body has to gradually get introduced to that. And yeah, that study is a, is a great example of even just in how you view exercise and, and how it's put into this, you know, bubble of you got to go hard. So absolutely small changes, big results for sure. Right. Um, And your body, if you've never exercised before and you walk for two minutes, your body's going to know they're going to say, okay, it's, I'm doing something beneficial, you know? Right. So you don't have to go big or go home, um, to get results. Right. Yeah. Cause again, our bodies are made to move people. Mm-hmm. They are made to move. Um, so other benefits of, of moving is, you know, uh, along with the asthma, you control blood sugar, you can protect against cancer. Of course it combats stress 
And it also can help with um, various issues for both men and women, whether that's hormonal um, or, or just, you know, because men and women have obviously different medical issues. So yeah, sure. it can also help with that. So, you know, the point is get out there, find something that you love to do. Um, and don't go with this mindset that if you do it, you're going to get super thin because right. this brings me to my next point that I would like to make is getting physical is not about weight loss. So I was doing some digging and I found some awesome articles online. And then also just within my new favorite book, the intuitive eating book, um, talking about joyful movement and how exercise is not intended to, to lose to help us lose weight because one of the points that was made is, you know, our bodies know when they're stressed. Mm -hmm. So if you are going on this diet regimen where you are restricting your calories severely, but then you're telling your body that you've got to go out there and burn calories, your body is going to go into this, this mode of survival. Mm -hmm. And it has been shown in some studies where that has really messed up with the metabolism cycles of people, because um, I think one of the examples was from The Biggest Loser. Exactly. And how yeah. all those, you know, the, the contestants, they were measured, you know, in like 2006. And then I think again in like 2016. Mm -hmm. And over that 10 year span, um, it showed how their metabolism had sl gradually slowed because of because of how much exercise they had done and how few calories they were putting into their body when they were in that biggest right. loser program. Right. Which is amazing because you think, Oh, they did busy biggest loser for six months, a year, whatever that time frame was. They severely restricted their intake. They increased their exercise to uh, abnormal levels. Okay. Their metabolism may have slowed, but 10 years later it comes back. Mm -hmm. No, it didn't. It mm -hmm. slowed down. And a decade later, they were still having, they were still feeling the repercussions of what they had done six months, 10 years back. Right. You know, that's insane that, that your body doesn't recover from the, the way that you're treating it. You it know? really, I was really surprised when I read about that. I was like, holy cow, because I just saw on when, and during my, one of my below deck binges that I've been doing, mm -hmm. um, that it, it's, it's advertising for the new season of The Biggest Loser. And there's a lot of backlash that people are uh, saying that this is, this is, you know, unethical, basically, mm -hmm. of, of, of uh, putting people through this, but then also showing this and showing that, you know, exercise and weight loss should be some kind of gimmick show. Right. And the way that they're handling it. But, but the people at Big, Biggest Loser are saying it's a whole new revamp. So I'll be interested to see. I don't even know if it started yet, but I'll be interested uh, to see. I think what it starts like. in February, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I will be too. Um, so when it comes to calories and burning calories, if you, um, the studies have shown how exercise is only going to burn a certain percentage of the calories that you've eaten. Because a lot of people get in that mindset of like, Ooh, I was on the treadmill and I burned 500 calories. So that means I'm going to go eat X, Y, and Z now. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that's a th one, that's a, not the mindset to have. So it's not a one for one, right? It's not a one for one. You're, you were getting there and moving because that's good for your body. Not because you're saying, Oh, I'm, it's going to allow me to eat the, the two or three slices of pizza and the margarita that I want to have later on. Um, because to be honest, there's, we have the metabolic rates, you know, everybody has that. And 
with this whole idea of, I think it's metabolic compensation that we were talking about. And what happens is that um, you're, that again, it goes back to that, like your body is going to think it's in some kind of like a starvation mode mm -hmm. because you're not putting the calories back in and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's going to prevent you from losing weight too. Um, but then I was reading, I was going to share this, that um, when it comes to our and energy expenditures, there's three main ways where our energy is expended. And there's a basal metabolic rate, and that's used for basic functioning while your body is at rest. So when you're sleeping or sitting on the couch, you're not doing anything. That's your basal metabolic rate. Um, the, there's also energy that's used to break down the food that you do eat. Um, because that takes a lot of energy. And then there's also energy that is used in physical activity. So there's three different areas. The one area that we don't have very much control over is that basal metabolic rate. And um, here it says, um, it's generally accepted that for most people, the basal metabolic rate accounts for 60 to 80% of total energy expenditure. Digesting food accounts for only about 10%. So that is only leaving 10 to 30% that is allowed for physical activity. Mm -hmm. And so it's only a subset that's not going to, uh, right. you know, do some major, you know, right. you might lose a pound or two, right. but that's not going to let you like you lose the 10 pounds in a, you know, a small amount of time right. that some people get into that mindset. Right. And you want, you want to do physical uh, activity because you do want to, um, you do want to increase that 10%. But the point right. is, is knowing that 10% is not going to, is not going to um, let you lose that 30 or 50 pounds alone. It's exactly. just not. It, the, the physical activity is a supplement, mm -hmm. you know, but it, and so you want to increase that. You want to be healthier, but we don't need to be looking at it as the end all be all to weight loss. We need to be looking at physical activity holistically and really First, here's all the things physical activity is doing for me um, and my body today. And secondarily, I might lose an extra couple of pounds from that. Right. So physical, I think that a lot of people get twisted and, and they're distorted in a thin person is healthier than a fat person. Mm -hmm. And therefore I'm doing physical activity today so I can be thin and thin equals happy. Right. The physical activity, whether you are 30 pounds overweight or whether you are your ideal weight, the physical activity today is benefiting you regardless of your size. Yes. Right. You're not thin. You're not getting thin and then you're healthy. It's, it's helping you today. Yes. And, and your body doesn't know any different. It just knows it wants to move yes. and it doesn't care how that happens. And it doesn't care that, you know, you might be a, a heavier person than the individual next to you. Right. So it's not looking at that. It's just knowing it, it knows it's a machine. It knows how to function. It knows what it needs to function. And when something like that goes awry, then the machine stops working properly. Right. So yeah, I completely, I, it's like you see that all the time and it really gets frustrating. Right. So, right. And, and because people look at, you know, it's so easy to look at people again, we talked about this and say, you're fat, you're thin, you're, mm -hmm. you know, underweight, whatever. And people will zero in on the one that looks the best, really looks the best, looks their quote unquote ideal weight, um, which in society is thin. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's that person's 
that that particular person's ideal weight. It just means what society looks at and says, oh, that person's the healthiest. Mm -hmm. That person could smoke Marlboro Reds and drink Coke all day long. Right. But people think that person looks healthy. Right. You know? Because of the size of their exactly. body. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But the, but the, uh, the overweight individual or whatnot could be actually the healthier individual because they work out every day. They eat, you know, healthy, healthily, you know, all mm -hmm. those kinds of things. So yeah. again, don't do physical activity because you think it's going to lead to weight loss and then therefore you've reached like the holy grail and now you're and now you are a healthy individual. Right. Do the physical activity because it makes you healthy today, whatever your weight is. Yes, I totally agree. And actually um, in that the book Intuitive Eating, they talk about um, they talk about that because it, so many people connect working out and dieting and that, you know, when they when the diet fails, then the exercise tapers off. And that's, mm. that's not what your body wants. Even if, if, if you've had a slip up and whatever diet plan you've decided to, to go on, your body is still going to need that exercise of some kind and it's going to crave it. And so, um, and that, it also helps you mentally when you're Absolutely. working out, it yeah. kicks in all those good feel good endorphins mm -hmm. and it, it helps. And that's where it comes in helping with stress relief because a lot of people talk about how clear their head feels after they've either done some kind of an activity that they love. And especially mm -hmm. if it's something that they love. Um, and I, that's another point I would like to make too, is how do you find something to do that you love? Because um, I was reading, or maybe it was on one of the other podcasts I was listening to about how people associate exercise you know, based on things in the past that they hated, like in gym class, you know, they, they hated being in gym class. They were never picked for the team. So they associate exercise with negative feelings and negative mm -hmm. emotions. I mean, that's really not the case. And, you know, I hated gym class and I was never picked for teams, but I enjoy being active because it's something I do for me. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm trying to compete with Joe Schmo next to me. Um, so I think if, if that describes you, then it's important to, to try and work on changing that mindset and really focusing on, on what it is inside that makes you happy. Um, and there's so many different things that you can do that could be joyful. Like we had said earlier, gardening or walking. Um, but the point is, is just doing it, getting yeah. out there and doing it. Cause it's not only going to help your body, but it will get you in a better headspace. Yeah. And I think focusing on like, Think about what can I do, you know, not what should I do, but what can I do? And I know that I can actually walk. I know that I'm, you know, I can go on a five minute walk or I know that my body can handle that. Mm -hmm. And so that's if you don't have any um, if you have not had physical fitness or activity at all and you are pretty sedentary, the place to start is what you think you can accomplish. Right. So you can walk five minutes. Awesome. Do that. And mm -hmm. then you will have accomplished that goal and mm -hmm. you will prove to yourself that you are capable, mm -hmm. you know, and then it can go from there. And the more confidence and the more the, that your body starts to trust you um, in doing these things, the more you will be able to move into some of these other things, whether it's Zumba or maybe it's joining a softball team or doing other other um, activities that maybe in the past you were in school and you have some bad thoughts about those. But as you grow through this, you will uh, feel more confident in your abilities to try those. So mm -hmm. start small and start with something you feel that you can achieve. Yeah. 
and make it fit your personality. Yeah. Um, you know, if you like doing group things, then go find a fun group um, or join a, a league or a rec league or something like that. If you enjoy being around people, if you're more of a loner, because um, I tend to fall more in the loner category, um, then maybe, you know, finding a trail close to your house to walk and get out in nature and just be outside yeah. and soak up some vitamin D um, is a great place to start. So um, there's lots of different things that you can do in order to incorporate exercise into your life. And, you know, don't get caught in different traps that happen like the, you know, um, one of the things that the book talked about is um, the no time to spare trap or the couch potato denial or that it's not worth it trap. So, um, you know, uh, some people who are who are severe exercisers and dieters, they get in this trap like, well, if I can't do 60 minutes mm -hmm. on the treadmill, then I'm just not going to do it at all. Right. And I remember when I was pregnant or when I was, I just had my first child and, you know, when you're a new mom and you're working around nap schedules and I was trying to get back into being more physical, my body was healing from having the baby and all that. And I started small and I would just do 20 minutes or 10 minutes or five minute increments of things, but I would do it throughout the day mm -hmm. um, in between naps and errands and feedings and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I still felt good because even though I wasn't on, a, you know, doing something like for a 30 minute mm -hmm. time frame, I was still being active throughout the day which was still benefiting my body Absolutely. and giving me the energy I needed yes. to help take care yes. of the child. It doesn't have to be done in huge increments. No. In fact, they say that, uh, that doing five minutes throughout the day, several times getting your, your body up and moving and mm -hmm. out of that chair is, uh, is just as beneficial, if not more. Right. You which know? goes into that couch potato denial because just because you're not sitting on a couch with a remote in your hand doesn't mean you're living a sedentary lifestyle. Right. A lot of us in in the States, especially um, because of the, the world that we live in today, have desk jobs or high stress jobs where they're sitting in front of computers all day long and they're not moving. And so even just doing something simple of, you know, going, getting up from behind your desk and taking a walk around the office or, you know, doing five laps or going outside for a break and then coming back in that can help break that couch potato um, scenario with your work life. Um, yeah. So it, yeah. Or taking the stairs instead of an elevator. Yeah. yeah Cause people think like, Oh, I'm so busy all day long. And what, we don't recognize is that we actually in our busyness are living, still living a couch potato life because right. I'm driving to school. Mm -hmm. I'm dropping my kids off. I'm driving to work. I'm going into work and I'm sitting down all day, you know, even getting up and going out to lunch. I'm going and I'm sitting at a restaurant if I choose to do that, you know, and then getting, going back and sitting. And so I would really, um, I'd, I'd really, uh, for the, for the people listening, think about all day long, how much you're sitting. And a lot of times I, I remember reading that book too. And I got, mm -hmm. it, it, it made me really think about it. Cause I hadn't, like, I was thinking I'm so busy, but I was sitting every single, single thing that I was doing that I was busy at, I was sitting at. You yeah, know? exactly. And, and I think about that, like just the time I spend in the car, um, carting kids around. So, um, it, it's just important to find some way to move. We are all busy. We all have the same amount of time during the day. It kind of goes back to just finding ways to incorporate it. Um, 
like uh, Jessica and I were talking in an earlier podcast about how um, in January, you know, I, we have let go of some things that were mentally taxing us and that has freed up some space. Well, that might free up some space and some time for you to do something good yeah. for your body, which Absolutely. would be to find something enjoyable. That's, that's getting it moving. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, and I, I, you know, I live with a husband that is, it has a really, you know, stressed job and, and works a lot of hours. Um, and, and it's hard for him to want to get the motivation because all he wants to do is come home and hang out with us and mm -hmm. lay on the couch. And, and, and sometimes, you know, he has to, if he's going to walk on our treadmill, you know, just for 20 minutes. And I tell him that. So it, I get it. Just take it small. Don't feel guilty if you're not there yet. Um, you know, maybe set some small goals, maybe just take it week by week. Like for one week, you're going to walk 10 minutes each night Yeah. Um, or maybe three days that week. You know, right. don't overwhelm yourself because if you do, then you're not going to want to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the longevity thing, you know, when I thought about, when we were doing this, deciding to do this podcast and I thought about it, um, the, the longevity was probably the most important thing that came up for me mm -hmm. because, um, because, um, you know, I was listening to a podcast and it's from a, a guy that's written some books. He's a Stanford, um, university researcher and, and, uh, and, um, He's got a PhD and everything. But anyway, he is in his 80s and he's still running marathons. And he said that at any point in time, he, he does this, all of his work on this, on, on physical activity. At any point in time, if you're 40 and you're sedentary, you're like a 70-year-old. It's mm -hmm. a 30-year-old. It's a 30-year um uh, difference. Mm -hmm. If you're 70, but you're really active, active, you're more like a 40 year old. And mm -hmm. he said that people don't become wheelchair bound and because, um, and then they stop moving, they stop moving and become wheelchair bound. Yep. And so, yeah. you know, the longevity of it, and I have two very active parents and I see these, I, I see it. I see a lot of people that are older and that are very active and they are very healthy and they're living, you know, wonderful lives. And then I see other people that, um, I know personally that stop, they, they retired. And when they retired, they felt like, well, now I deserve it. I deserve to sit. I deserve to be, um, like, you know, to stop moving and mm -hmm. to stop having to, you know, do all these things. I deserve to sit here and watch TV all day mm -hmm. and their health declined from that. I mm -hmm. know personally people like that. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. That's, I mean, that's been talked about in studies where, you know, when people have heart surgeries or any kind of other surgery, they want you up and moving the yeah, next sure. day because they have found that that's more beneficial than resting in bed. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just another reason why it's important to move. Right. Um, and one of the things I wanted to touch on a little bit is, you know, there's, there is this other side of exercising when people do it too much. Um, and it's called exercise abuse. And I don't know, you know, if you're listening, if you find that you fall into this category where that even though if you're sick or you're injured, you're still going out there and you're working out or you feel guilty if you miss a day or you miss several days, um, if you're having trouble sleeping um, or if you if you pay penance for eating things that you may normally not eat. So you make yourself run more or do an extra activity to, quote unquote, burn off what it is that you've eaten or if you are afraid that if you stop exercising 
um, and miss days that you're going to get fat. So those are some really telltale signs of, of an exercise abuse problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to, to watch out. I have myself have personally fallen into that um, category um, years ago, and I, I don't now. But, you know, it, it's easy to do that especially in this whole, you know, the diet culture that we've been talking about that we live in today. So um, that makes exercising a negative thing. Yeah. And you don't want that to be negative. It's a positive thing. And there are days when your body is going to need rest. And that will come with learning your body and what your body needs. Um, And, you know, over the Christmas break, I did not work out that much because I just felt like I needed to rest. And it was wonderful. And now, I'm back into my normal swing of things, but um, I feel good. So um, just be aware of that um, if, if you think that that might be describing you. Um, so anyway, just kind of wrapping up what we've talked about, um, um, you know, exercise is really important, not because it's going to help you lose weight, but because it's going to add nothing but positives to your life. It's going to add joy to your life. Right. It really is because you're going to be able to do more physical activity with your kids or um, with, uh, it's going to add, it's going to make you a healthier individual. You're most likely, you know, you can maybe cut out some of those pills or whatnot. Again, not because you've lost weight and now you're a certain size and therefore you're healthy, just because physical activity, um, it, it reduces stress. It does all the things It lowers your blood sugars. Mm-hmm. It protects you against cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, it builds muscle mass and it, uh, it gives you strong bones. So again, these are the reasons to do physical activity, right? Exactly. So just, uh, going forward in this new year, if you're already a physically active person, then yay, good for you. Make sure you're doing it in the right mindset. Um, and, and not because you're doing it in a, in a, diet related mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, if you aren't physically active, um, start looking around for some ideas of things that you can do that can help you get your body moving because it will help mind, body, soul, the entire gambit. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, well get out there and go get moving. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. We hope you join us for the next one. Remember hit that subscribe button and we'll see you the next time. See ya. If you like the concepts you heard in this podcast, you can find me at www.lifestylelistener.com or even catch me on social media. I'm on Instagram at lifestyle underscore listener, Facebook, and Twitter.